own podcast. Uh, with me is uh, Hunter Davenport. A lot of things you can do with a hatchet and a Nazi. <laughs> and uh, Alan Muir. I saw a fish. And uh, returning yet again, Eric Pajorchek. Give me all your candy and your allowance. High fructose corn syrup. <laughs> nice jacket. <laughs> New Giddy Center. Um, I love I love how Ghost Rider has become a bit. I love oh well that that wasn't even Ghost Rider. Yeah, that was Legends. No, yeah, it's Legends guys. No, it's just funny that you all that we immediately went into Ghost Rider after that. I love it. <laughs> it's the best yeah. thing um so yeah uh we are going to start uh with arrow because it ultimately was ranked highest and we didn't have connor here to really sway things in a different direction um he's got scurvy everyone so yes yeah, uh, connor's he dead. might, he might dead. be a zump so there may not be a connor anymore We'll have to find out. Um, or we can just we'll make it now. Sibling make, or something. We can turn him into he's a time race. I think that's how that works. <laughs> he, he's the Black Flash now. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, messed we'll start. You messed with the timeline too much. Yeah, yeah that's what happens. That's... Damn it, Connor. Damn you. <laughs> you can't see it. My, my fists are on my hips, and I'm just looking mm-hmm. down like in a like a manner that's saying, really, Connor? You're just the really? disappointed dad right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So yeah, um, Arrow this week. Um, I, I think we'll start with the bads um, because there were some bad ones, even though this was the highest ranked for me. Um, why was there hacking? <laughs> why have we not learned that hacking is bad? Because. Um, they need to relate to the kids these days. What are the kids doing? Hacking. Uh, yeah, that's more that eighteen to thirty-two de- demographic <laughs> that are yeah, that's totally in the hacking. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you got Felicity and Felicity Two, the return of Felicity Two, um, to the show, and uh, they're they're doing Helix stuff again. Which, for those who weren't with us last season, um, Helix and the Helix storyline is arguably the worst part of Arrow season five. I, I feel like. Like that's a good season. We it's all agree. It's kind of funny when you that. got kicked out, though. Yeah, it was that was that was, uh, and then there's a whole episode where they're like, "Felicity, this is gonna end very wrong for us." Cut to <laughs> months later, <laughs> Felicity, this was a very bad idea. I know. Um, that that's the whole the gist of this whole episode, basically. Um, at least when Felicity is on screen, it's a lot of like. Oh no! I told you so. Type stuff that gets pretty boring. I, I think Arrow has this problem where they forget how to write Felicity every once in a while. Whereas, like, know. like it seems like she's very inconsistent on in how she acts and like the decisions she makes and stuff like that. But I think that's more indicative of like the CW's problem with writing women. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're very inconsistent with that yeah. kind of stuff. Like the most consistent female on Arrow is Dinah at this point. And yeah, I can see that. Like, well, and she's only been. Yeah, well, she's only been here for a little while. That's what makes that yeah, like yeah. Okay. kind of. Well, then she's already sassing everyone. She sasses. <laughs> she 
Dino's sass level is crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, what was it? The first or second episode, she was she was sassing everybody on the team, specifically yeah, she... Diggle, though. Yeah. Giving like... a bunch of crap about his gun. Like... Yeah. Yeah, that's what she does at this point. Um, and I, I'm not against it. She's better than either. the previous Black Canary. Um, God. The fact and, that you okay. have to say that, yeah. Um, so, Laurel is back. And again, I like Black Siren Laurel better than any previous yeah, Laurel. I do like Black <gasps> Siren. In that it's kind of like it's kind of self-aware in a way. It's like, look, look, she's a bad guy now. Y'all hate her. She's a bad guy. Well, at least yeah, she did some interesting things this episode. Unlike the first episode, where she's just kind of there. She just shows yeah. up, and you're like expected to know who she is. And like, well, beyond that, though, I mean, they try they try and make her seem like this big bad villain, and she really didn't do a whole lot. Yeah, and this one, she at least was involved in some sort of scheme. Yeah, you get the idea that she's an underling, which, which is where she belongs because. Uh, and this is where it's interesting. Eric hasn't seen Flash season two, if I'm not mistaken. No. Um, so that's where she started. She started as an underling, and that's where she's been best used when she's an underling. When it's not her plan, you know. When she's Adrian Chase's underling, when she's um, Zoom's underling, which is how she began as a villain that Zoom brought over from Earth two. Um, okay. She's usually best served when she is somebody's underling, and she's being used to undermine the heroes. Uh, and it was weird, because I think season two, that's not, no, she wasn't dead yet. Um, she wasn't dead on that. But <laughs> she wasn't dead four. yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, oh, yeah. comic books. She wasn't oh, yeah. dead yet. <laughs> they use, they really do follow the comic book rules of until you see a body and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. What happened to Thea? Um, she's still in a coma. She's um, dead, Jim. <laughs> yeah, she's she's in a coma. So two seasons from now, when she's like, "Hey, I'd like to come back from Ar- to Arrow," they're like, "Okay, we'll write you, write you back into the show." <laughs> she dies of a pulmonary embolism. <laughs> oh goddamn it! <laughs> I would love that so much. Why um, does this keep happening to me? <laughs> yeah. Um. But uh. <laughs> the crime, the crime part of this episode was really good, and the mystery part of this episode was good. Yeah. The, why is Laurel killing these people? What, what meaning do they have? Um, Can I say something? Yeah, sure. Carl, if you're going to be sleeping with my daughter, I insist that you call me Ben. Yeah. The bad guy was Benjamin Linus. Yes, yes. I yes, needed yes. to get that off my chest because. He, there, there is an island that's at, at the center of the show. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes, yes. Good yeah. Point, yeah. yeah. Lost thing, yeah. Yeah, um, so here's the thing. I've I never was, seen Lost. I was <laughs> waiting. I mean, like, utterly, like, I had a knife out. <laughs> waiting at, to my throat. Set. <laughs> I thought you were going to threaten the TV, like... No, actually, I, ha- I actually held the knife up to my computer screen because I was watching it on via Amazon. <laughs> uh, and I damn it out. And I was like, "Better mention. You better say something island related. You better. <laughs> you better. I don't care if it's about a peninsula. I don't care. <laughs> Could be about the Black Lagoon for all I care. It could it be an archipelago. Be about... Could be something about polar bears. <laughs> <Archipelago. laughs> 
God damn it, Al, that's good. Oh, God. I was stranded for five years on an on archipelago. God damn it. Um, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that stuff was good. Um, so we got the premiere of uh, my new favorite character, who I'm calling Ollie Watch. Um, I'll, I'll walk out. I'm walking off stage now. Um, uh, you can all kill me if you want. <laughs> but... Uh, but yeah, uh, we get Oliver manning the Overwatch station, um, which was actually kind of funny. I, I do think that they didn't need him to say, well, I'm just dumb so many times. Um, yeah. Because we've seen just in like the first episode, he's very strategically intelligent, and he's clearly smart if you're in a combat situation. So um, I don't think we needed that thing of like, Oh, I'm just a dumb guy, and I don't understand math or whatever. Um, what... Well, it's it's also a cliche to have somebody who like who doesn't normally work with computers to the minute they get on one, they're like, "Whoa, shucks, I don't know nothing about these here doohickeys." So I I, I gotta what? be careful when I'm talking what to you. What button do I push? Yeah, like it's he obviously has leadership a leadership role from prior episodes that I didn't see, but. He would obviously still be able to command someone on what to do in a field of battle. Yeah, obviously, and like, like when he's like, "You've made this thing so easy that even I could run it." Like that's as far as you need to go with that. Of like, actually, didn't he say his son could run it? With yeah, how easy it was. Yeah. Which his son is doing quadratic equations when he's ten. He's going right. to be able to rule the world in about two years. Yeah, you could make him Overwatch pretty soon here. <laughs> Seriously. Um, but uh, yeah, that's. Have so we figured out his age yet? Uh, he's ten. He's <laughs> okay. canonically he's ten. We know that. Um, I'm, I'm not is, sure though. This is Hunter's reoccurring thing on every episode. <laughs> <laughs> it it should be because it really is a mystery. How so old is weird. William? <laughs> so weird. Well, one of the things um, I noticed in this episode was. When the Arrow team was in the, I guess, the database or the server farm, whatever you want to call it, when they were fighting mm-hmm. all the guys. You mean at the, the base point, of the internet? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Where yeah, the, the internet vaults. Yes, the, the internet. Uh, where the internet resides. Um, There's one point where Arrow and whoever else was with him like said to Felicity, like, are you going to be okay? She's like, yeah, just give me four minutes. So what proceeds to happen is Black Canary then uses her sonic blast to shoot guys into some of the server banks, which, I don't know, you would think they might be an important yeah, uh, yeah. part of her like, figuring all of that out. I was waiting for her to say, hey, don't fuck that shit up. We need that exactly. stable. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They don't know how to write computers. <laughs> um, like, like, Say what you will about Mr. Robot and the problems that that show's had. Um, they at least write computers accurately, um, mm-hmm. and they're they never stray too far from reality. At, at least when that is concerned, you know, yeah. other stuff maybe not so much. But um, they usually stick close to like how computers actually work. Well, and yeah, it's, it leaves you with enough of a like. That seems right, so let's just go with that. Yeah, and this show, I mean, it's not the first time it's done this, but I'm like, okay, can we can we not do hacking stories anymore? <laughs> Although, as I say that, I really liked Caden James as a villain. 
Um, I don't know this character from anything previously other than the last season. And he's basically faceless, like you see in the introduction to this episode with the sort of flashbacks and all that. Um, but otherwise, that actor, Michael Emerson, um, he's really good. Um, and I'm, yeah, he is. if he's only here for half a season, that's great because his he brought so much to a role that isn't, the most well-written, but he just makes up for it. Um, and if he's, like, the main villain, I'd be okay with that, because he, he is interesting and scary. Well, so. I'm, I'm really hoping with just the way this episode ended, at least with when the last time we see him in the episode, like, it implies that he's got this bigger master plan going on, which I'm hoping carries on through the whole season, because yeah. I would love for him to be the main villain for this whole season. That would pull me back every episode. Yeah, and it would be interesting if the Richard Dragon character that they're going to introduce, if he's not, like, the main mental villain, he's he's not the mental heavy, maybe he's, like, the replacement Laurel. Um, you know, at some point she gets captured or something and finally put in prison, and he comes in as, like, the replacement muscle, um, which would be more interesting, I think, to or have even... sort of a muscle villain and a smart villain so or even even laurel proves ineffective so they just they dispose of her in one way or another either pull her off the field or set her someplace else and that's when they bring in dragon right but yeah any of those scenarios i think would be great mm-hmm. i'm really upset that richard Dragon's the villain yeah I, and that's not i i don't i'm sure i'll be fine with it when he shows up but like mm-hmm. I, I don't see why they would do that yeah, from everything I know, like he's he's like DC's Iron Fist. He's Iron, he's Iron Fist, yeah. but I don't think he has any powers if I remember correctly. Well, hmm. he was only yeah, around during the Jeff Lemire, Andreas Sorrentino run of Green Arrow during the New Fifty Two, which well, there's a previous Richard Dragon also. Yeah, but but yeah. Right. But I mean, I imagine they're pulling from the the yeah. run because that's what I've a heard. Good run, so yeah. Um, but yeah, otherwise, does, so does anybody else have anything like what? What are the good things from this episode that we maybe haven't brought up? Um, whoever has one <laughs> off the top of their head. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, other than the other than the normal stuff of like the action was really good. Like that's a it was really good. Um, it's a consistent thing with Arrow. Like the action is always good. Um, I again, I just thought I really liked the episode. I'm really enjoying yeah. Arrow this season. It's a it's a good season, and I'm I'm glad that it's being consistent. Um, yeah, it's it's nice. <laughs> good Arrow is always great. Um, so yeah, that's that's nice. And um, yeah, the action was good. The acting was mostly good. Uh, Felicity is really the only problem with this episode. Otherwise, yeah. it's yeah. it's all really good. Although yeah. I will say that by the end, I called her Felicity too at first. Uh, she earned her name. Um, by the end, I learned it, and it is Olena. So I'm. Uh, so yeah, that actress she earned her place in the show by the end. Um, so yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, I think that was my my biggest problem with the episode was just Felicity was just kind of a non-entity in it. Like, she was she was important to the plot they were trying to push forward, but yeah. they didn't use her very well. Yeah, she was very poorly executed in the show, and it 
it yeah it it subtracted from the show quite a bit but can i I, can i blow your guys minds sure uh ricardo diaz jr the new 52 version of richard dragon Mm -hmm. he's he know who killed his father John Diggle posing as a green arrow. Oh, crap. I forgot about that. Yeah. Shit. Okay. Whoa. Okay, that... that okay, is... the things are starting yeah. to make a lot more sense. Yeah. Um, I think what they'll... If I had to guess, they'll say that Richard Dragon's father was in the military with him. And that maybe... Yeah. Maybe Diggle isn't the stand-up guy that we think he is. At I mean, least not to the same degree. Or it could be just something that uh, that some sort of uh, a mission that Diggle and Dragon's father were on. Something went wrong, yeah. and he yeah. holds Diggle responsible for his father's death. Because that's that's definitely something they could do, and it would really. And Dragon knows that Diggle is the Green Arrow. Probably, probably knows who everybody is. But yeah, that'd be interesting. No, that's that's a really great twist. I didn't, I totally forgot about that. Something uh, something else, and it's very minor that that bothers me is so. Mister Terrific has these amazing T orbs that right. he can use to find stuff everywhere. Um, how is it then when he's fighting, all he can do is throw one, and it comes back to him? <laughs> because like it looks is... it looks cool. No, it that's... doesn't. It looks ridiculously lame. It well, it's like much... the worst thing. <laughs> it's much better. Again. Last season, they didn't really know what to do with Mr. Terrific. He's the thing that stands out as like, why is he here? Why do, Why does his hair suddenly change from an afro to cornrows? <laughs> exactly. It's it's a constant thing with Mr. Terrific. He should really just be Overwatch 2. Like, that should yeah. be his role. Um, and, like, they didn't have a distinct fighting style for him. In the first season, it was a lot of like, I'm just going to punch this guy, but punching isn't my thing. Um, well, so it's, that's, it's, it's like yeah. I said in uh, the prior episode, was that that he is supposed to be kind of a Batman analog when they don't have access to Batman in the comics, at least. So right. if, if they want to put him in, I get it, and they did a good job with his costume and his powers, but it just... He doesn't work for this show, I don't think. At least what they're trying to do with him. Yeah, it's just, it bothers me. Like he could be a great character, but he's in the wrong show. Also, I agree with that. This yeah. is something more of last season. Um, Go ahead. That they, that was record the new fifty two version of Richard Dragon that they sort of imposed on the Adrian Chase character. He he sought out the League of Assassins and was taught mm. and he's So you're saying that they kind of used his New Fifty Two story with Adrian Chase, kind of. Is that what you're saying right now? That they kind of did this already a little bit? Yeah. So that's what I'm getting. Okay. Hmm. I'm not going to be doom and gloom, but, like, they it's not the first time that they've done that, um, that they've sort of repeated themselves. And they, 
if it works, it works. Um, I'm, I'm sure there will be some way. To, I think that my idea of like Roger Dragon is like the physical bad guy, like he's the physical threat, is probable. Um, very defenders e where Sigourney was the mental threat and Electra was the physical threat. Yeah. Um, yeah, makes a lot of sense. Um. Because if you're right, and they already did sort of mine that storyline, um, yeah, I don't know what they'll do. Because when they've tried to repeat themselves or do the same story twice in a row, it doesn't, it just doesn't work for them. So uh, I'm not scared, but that is a little worrisome now that you bring that up. Um, okay, I don't have anything else on Arrow, nothing from my notes. So unless somebody has sort of final thoughts on. Arrow, other than Slade is back next week. Yay! Um, <laughs> yeah, that um, was... That phone call Ollie got, like, I don't envision Slade being that, like, polite when he's talking on the phone. Like, Ollie sounded <laughs> like he was just talking with someone he... he like, a family member or whatever. He's like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. <laughs> I, That's Slade fair. doesn't strike me as someone who would who would bother with any of the niceties. It would just be my son's missing. I need your help. Bye. <laughs> and I'll be like, yeah, I'll be right there. Um, exactly. um, yeah, I get what you mean. I would like to hear the other side of that phone. Yeah. Hey, kid, I need your help. Can you can you show up? <laughs> that was my Slade. You're, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, any other like closing thoughts on Arrow? I guess if anybody has any, anything, take that as a no. Um, nope. Nope. Okay, yeah, so I... we will go with Flash. I do want to say for the record that Flash and Supergirl were kind of tied this week again because Connor isn't here. Um, or else, to... Supergirl would have been bottom row again. It, actually, it might have been like second, like. Or even, it might have been the winner of the week. So that's something to consider, uh, if Connor had been here. And he had rated it high enough. Um, So, yeah, Flash this week. Um, This was a good episode of The Flash. Um, Yeah, it was. Yeah, like... Half, and what I I did see, I really enjoyed. What was the last thing you saw? Just just as a reference point. What was the last thing I saw? Because I, I, I multitask when I watch these shows, so I don't remember. Were you playing the video games while you were watching Arrow? Possibly, I may have. I may have been playing Monster Hunter while I was, (laughs) as I tend to do. Fucking weeb shit! Wow. Listen, (laughs) I have to get. I have to get the armor set. I can't like. They'll take my kids away if I don't. God, <laughs> God damn it. They'll, By the way, Hunter, they'll, they'll I'm take mad Archie you. away. I'm Why would I do? Because I'm actually looking forward to Monster Hunter World. That's right. <laughs> You're goddamn right. Okay. Um one of us. <laughs> okay, so that's um so I guess there are two two main storylines in this episode. Um there's the Ralph Dibney storyline. And there's the Cisco, Gypsy, and Josh (laughs) (laughs) storyline. That was my favorite reveal of the episode. Josh. 
Well, can we can we just take a second and appreciate that Danny Trejo can be put in anything and he plays the same character and it just yeah. works. It just works. It doesn't matter what he's in. It does. It does not matter. It can be Dusk Till Dawn. It can be um, shit. Once Upon a Time in Mexico and Desperado. It yeah. can be Spy Kids, and it, it works every time. So yeah, it's just it's varying. Like turning what rating you want him to be. Is he going to be G rated? Okay, cool. But it's still just Danny Trejo's character. Is he going to be R rated? The same when he's wearing women's clothing in those yeah. TV commercials. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Yeah, Please Danny, don't tell Trejo. Me Danny Trejo. Yeah, that made um, me so happy to see him pop up in this episode. I have no idea. Yeah, the, I'm glad the uncle from Spy Kids showed up in the Flash. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad the janitor from Halloween 2007 showed up in the Flash. Oh, Holy shit! Oh God, why? <laughs> Back to the abyss with you, evil creature. Remember when Michael Myers drowns him in a toilet? Remember that? Um, no, yeah. I've burned that movie from my memory. <laughs> I've never. Seen I actually that. like that movie, but it's, yeah, it's not. It's not the best. Um, I stand with um, John Carpenter on that. <laughs> valid, valid point. Um, hmm. But yeah, Danny Trejo's good. He's. Yeah. I believe him as his dad, who's yeah. angry about his daughter, and I like his. I'm going to hunt you <laughs> for 24 hours. Remember, remember when I hunted someone, her last boyfriend. Remember uh, the moment that he sees uh, Harry. Yeah, you look like somebody I sent my daughter to kill. <laughs> well, when he's when he's talking to Cisco in the uh, coffee shop, and he's like, uh, "Oh, I hunted my last daughter's boyfriend." Oh, uh, uh, what happened to him? Oh, I don't know. Oh, he got away? No, I don't know what happens to people when they die. <laughs> that <laughs> was so perfect. That was perfect. His delivery is so... Mm-hmm. God damn it. Um, yeah, he's great. Um, and th- I, that was my favorite part of the episode, not to put down the Dibney part of this episode, mm-hmm. but that was the part that was like the most fun, and I was like, I really want to know how Cisco's going to get out of this. Um, and I like his pep talk with um, Harry. Yeah, and he's like, "You're smart. You need to show him that you're smart. He's strong. You're smart. Use that to your advantage." Um, um, well, no, wasn't it? Wait, you're smart. You're weak in here, but you're smart up here. Like you're not I helping. Love it. You're not helping Harry. So good. Yeah. Um, yeah, Harrison Wells, the best pep talker ever. I love that we got um, a reverse flash mention or name drop. Yeah, and yeah. I love that moment that you. When Danny Trejo pulls out the knife and starts cutting out of the the uh, shield, uh-huh. because of course he would use a knife to cut through some sort of technologically advanced shield, <laughs> like not have some sort of doodad on him. Just oh, I pulled this knife out of where did he say? Like some sort of layer of an abyss. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, th- I think that's right. Um, but yeah, I, I love that when he shows up, he's just like blowing up that apartment. Mm-hmm. That was really good. Well, that was totally when Cisco was going for a condom, too. Yeah. <laughs> Just, like, the most ridiculous way to be inter- to be uh, interrupted is to have somebody's dad show up and shoot power bolts out of his hands at you. <laughs> yeah, ruin your Matrix poster. Um, <laughs> I love that. I love that he has a Matrix poster so much. Um, 
And then the Dibney stuff, which is actually all very good also. Yeah. Um, he's no, this that was great. private detective um, who had a problem with Barry. Um, and that stuff's really good. Their interactions are very good. Um, his face when Barry comes into the room for the first time. Uh, I like that a lot. You know who he reminded me a lot of? Face, mainly his face. Um, Evan Peters. Hmm. Who's that? From American Horror Story. And other no. Hey, the dude who all the girls like, but he's a sociopathic murderer. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Also, Quicksilver from, uh, in the X-Men. Yeah. Movies. Yes. Um, in the two, in the best scene in all of X-Men Apocalypse. <laughs> oh, me, that, that was your that was your time. <laughs> God, no, I listen. It just even then it's just a retread of the the scene from first class. So yeah, but it's yeah. still very well done. I mean, days of yeah, future past. Days of future past. Sorry, I yeah. If he had been in first class, that would be great. But yeah, I'd be okay with it. Um, but yeah, that's the only good scene. <laughs> no, that movie's actually. Very mixed bag that movie, but mostly bad. Um, <laughs> mostly bad. shit. It's mostly shit. Yeah. Um, there but is, I do. There's like... a reason we tell it to go f itself every single episode. Yep. Um, I I do like Dipney hitting on his last client. <laughs> that was really good. And I love. And, uh, I love the thing. I, I well, I'm I'm mad that there's no Sue. Yet. Yeah. 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 He's just show up. He's not in yeah. a position to have already been married to a character. He's not in that role yet, I don't yeah. think. I love that the every time someone someone walked out of his office and then someone new came in, he would say the <laughs> he kept say, he would say something different. He would say uh so change your mind? Yeah, that was good. That's <laughs> yeah. uh, that's how much it's worth for you. Um I do love Iris's reaction <laughs> when she enters Star Labs and she sees his legs. Yeah, it's yeah. Just this long scream. <laughs> well, and she just keeps screaming as she walks up his leg into the uh, into the the operating room, whatever you want to call it. And it just grows, it just mm-hmm. grows and grows and grows. Um, yeah, that was great. Um, and Joe finally puking after, after <laughs> yeah. four years. After four, at four, four years, years, I finally puked. Yeah, goddamn. Yeah. It was so good. Um, well, that and just Joe's whole through line through most of the episode, like, what do we do? What are you talking about, babies? I'm not. What, what do you mean? Just come on, come on. We gotta go do this. Like, and just Joe, you've got a glow about you. No, I don't. No, what do you? What, just, no, no. <laughs> Joe is the best. Um, yeah, that was that stuff was really good. Um, oh, also, good part with Danny Trejo was he sees. A, Elongated man on, like, footage of him. He's like, Plastoid! Yeah, he just goes <laughs> hunting for him. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, in the uh, video that he sees uh, Ralph Dibnian, or eh, Dibnian, is he scratching his crotch while he's lying in that bed? I think like, so. I think he is. That's yeah, what probably. it looks like to me. <laughs> like, he's so good. He's something and scratching his crotch, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Um... And then, God, there's so much stuff in this episode. Um, the mayor storyline, which is not, it's not bad. I, I kind of like that they went for like a human villain. Um, yeah. I wasn't against that. 
because we we could use more of those. Um, but uh, he was very like taken right out of a detective movie from like the thirties, um, even down to the casting. Um, oh yeah, yeah, which, yeah. Like you said uh, in the chat earlier, it's it's seriously crime noir. Yeah, it's it's very like old school fifties. We'll catch him, see um, that kind of thing. Uh, so yeah, that was eh, that was not the best, but it wasn't it wasn't the worst either. Um, well, I think they were doing that specifically because of including the elongated man. Because yeah. I mean, he was he was supposed to in the comics at least. He's always been a world class detective, right? You know, before having his powers, he's always. Or before you count his powers, you have to count it was him his and powers of deduction. Yeah, him exactly. Going and solving mysteries. Yeah, exactly. Something um, that didn't happen with Hal and or Carol, Barry and Iris, Jay and Joan, Clark or Lois. Thank you, Al. <laughs> thank you, Alan. Um, we, Wally, we get it. Wally or Linda. We get it. They were the Warrens before, um, but with but with but with actual mysteries. Hey, exactly. uh, they're um, fictional characters with more realistic mysteries. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, that that stuff was fine. Uh, his reaction to the mayor and his jokes are his jokes are great. You know, it, I should say it's seventy percent alcohol. He's like, you should have led with that. Um, that was really, yeah, that was really. Yeah, I good. liked his. Um... I'm not. I'm not going to blackmail you, but then I'm going to blackmail you. Moment. Yeah, that was that was. Wait, no, <laughs> you're blackmailing black... me no. not to blackmail you. <laughs> I'm not blackmailing you. No, no you're totally black blackmailing me. You're blackmailing me so that you don't have to blackmail me. <laughs> it's just the best. Um, yeah, that was that was pretty good. Um, I also liked. Uh, okay, I guess we can go into the bad stuff now. Um, I. I don't like Barry revealing his identity. <laughs> How yeah. many people know? Yeah. And, Eric, you don't know this, but by this point, the tally on the people that know his identity is up to 75, maybe. Are you fucking kidding me? It has to be. If you're including <sighs> all the universes, if you're including all the people that aren't on the show anymore, yeah, it's got to be around 75 at this point, I think. It's in there. That's fucking retarded. But here's the thing. You're including the... <laughs> You're including the cast of all three of the other shows, so I, that's the so that's all right. the thing. All right, that's fine. So let's let's take out all the people who work directly with superheroes and are a superhero within the confines of the CW universe. That still leaves easily fifty people who should yeah. not know who he is. Yep, and vice versa on the other shows. Like <laughs> very few of them should know that Oliver Queen is the Green Arrow, but. They do, so... Oh, fuck's sake. Whatever. Mm-hmm. All right, fine. I mean, no. No, there is no, no. excuse for it. No, there really It's a problem isn't. with the show, yeah. It's a problem yeah. with all the shows. They're yeah. very bad at keeping his identity secret. But, um... And, and it's, it's really dumb. This they, is the first time that Elongated Man has appeared on... Or in live action. He was on Just League Unlimited during... And in the episode... Um... The Greatest Story Never Told, which was mm. written by Andrew Kreisberg and was about Booster Gold. Oh, snap. That's right. He is in that episode. Yeah, where everyone um, kept 
com- kept complaining or kept confusing Booster with Green Lantern. <laughs> so good. And there's um, there's a there's a line that like it's Booster and Plas and Elongated Man on crowd control, and the reason that he's on that Elongated Man is on crowd control is that Plastic Man is already fighting Mordru. And they did not need two, need two stretchy guys. <laughs> no, that was, uh, before you go into the negatives, that was one of the things I really liked about Ralph, was that he looked like what I thought the character should look like in a live-action version. Like, it just worked really well to have him in the show looking the way he does. Yeah, based off the art that I've seen, he does look very accurate, and that's nice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah... I, I guess negative is um, what's with the fat stuff like the the body shaming of elongated man? Where they're like, wow, he's gotten real heavy as they're holding him over the roof or whatever, and the fat suit stuff. And it's like because it's funny, it, I guess because body shaming, yo. Yeah. But it's like it's not like he's noticeably fat. Like it's not. He's he's. It was a pillow. <laughs> yeah, not Come even on. a pillow. Like. It's not like a pregnancy hump or anything. It's not like Ellen in that one movie or whatever. It's like it's like barely anything. Like, uh, yeah, it got real annoying. It was like he had a loaf of bread under his shirt, and everybody was acting like he was real fat. See, I, um, I felt the opposite. Like when uh, when Barry first said something to him, and he's like, "Yeah, I got out the spare tire." Like it looked like when a little kid is like, "I'm a big fat guy," and puts like right. a pillow underneath. Like when they're like puffing their chest out or whatever to look fatter, like yeah. that's what it felt like. Um, and it was all for that joke about the abs. That's what yeah. it was for. It was yeah. also you could be like six pack again. Um, <laughs> like we needed that. Um, I mean, I get it. The actor worked hard to get that those abs, sure, whatever. But eh, it was pointless. Um, I do like that elongated man. As far as we know, he's. The most unkillable character in this show. Yeah, because Barry uh, punched him and his fist went into his mouth. Yeah, and he got yeah. shot in the head. <laughs> Point blank. And then he just, like, sneezed the bullet out. Um, no, snot bullet was the term. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah. The episode's overall, it's good. Uh, the thing that really knocked it down in my rankings was the weird cigar montage. Yeah. Do you remember this? Yeah, that was oh, that was real odd. You didn't get to this, Hunter, but there's this thing where after Joe is in, he's in a helicopter, and he's like, and he's been saved by Barry, and he's like, Barry, uh, uh, Cecile, Cecile's pregnant, and that's how it comes out. Um, and then cut to commercial, it comes back, and there's this weird music playing, like it's out of like a weird, like... It's like a dream sequence. Yeah, it's like a trailer yeah. almost though, yeah. and it's and they're like dancing, and everybody's dancing to music, and then Joe comes out with like a box of cigars, and they start smoking, and it's no, so. No, no. I thought it happened <laughs> after he, Barry got him out of the helicopter. It after, did. It's after he like, ran it, on elongated man's arm. Yeah, I said to, in the helicopter. So cut from the helicopter. He ran up on up into the helicopter, and then cut to commercial. And then we come back, and it's this weird sequence. And Joe, again, Joe comes out with a cigar box. 
It makes no sense. What? It, they, he just smoked cigars? What? No, it's like... It was like a music video in the middle of The Flash. <laughs> it was like it, a... I, what I honestly thought why? of that... What I honestly why? thought... Why? Honestly, I thought Joe died. And that was supposed to be like... <laughs> It was like a Twin Peaks dream <laughs> sequence. I like, thought it was supposed to be like the the beginning of season two. Oh yeah, where they, I know what you mean. Where they had this very over very happy, like moment, and it. I was waiting for the moment to come in where they're at uh, they're at his funeral. Mm-hmm. Fucked up. It would be really weird, but um. Yeah, this weird dream sequence. I don't remember where it goes from there. Because um, after that, it's all a blank. Um, also, some background on Ralph, or this version of Ralph Disney. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, Barry t- uh, cost Ralph his job, and got he people called him, or were calling him a dirty cop, because mm-hmm. he planted evidence... Yeah. Um, oh, we, we do learn Cynthia's name. Um, On a quick side note, sorry. Um, with the uh, whole cigar scene, like with him, it was like a dream sequence. It, that kind of, uh, that would work if he died after he got told that. Say what? What you know? You, no, you guys were saying that uh, the the cigar sequence was much hey, like right. a dream sequence, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, it would be perfect that it was actually Joe died after he got told that he's going to be a dad again. <laughs> that would be great. It was all just an extended dream sequence. The whole episode. That'd be great. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's why he just went blank at the end of that last episode, and he actually just he went into cardiac arrest shortly after that. Huh, Anyways, back to where you were. Yeah, um, and then we get we do get the DeVoe stuff. We get like the confirmation that now Barry knows DeVoe is behind it all. Um, and he... Ralph did yeah. a moment, or he did something that he does in the comics. I didn't realize that was in the comics because I didn't even notice it till somebody brought it up. Yeah. Um, but it's a thing where he like wiggles his nose, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which, <sighs> okay. Okay, I get it. It's comics. Comics, they do dumb stuff because it's comics. And sometimes that stuff translates on the screen in a way that's interesting. Sometimes it does not. Why did you put the wiggling nose in there if only, like, the most hardcore fans are going to even notice it? Because Why make those special effects artists do that? Do you get what I'm saying here? I I understand that argument, but... It was more of an Easter egg. Including elongated man in the show is already like a all right. This is something really only the comics people are gonna understand. So we might as well go whole hog with it. Yeah, and they're they... just gonna be like, why is Mister Fantastic in a DC sh- in DC show? Oh, okay, well, as long as as long as those effects artists didn't have to work too long on that nose, I guess I'm fine uh, with it. They name dropped Ralph Div- Ralph Divney in season one, episode six or seven. Really. Yeah, remember wow. uh, with they've been setting this up for a long time. Then they remember the episode where um, Barry lost his speed. Oh yeah, yeah. Which, where, where, Harrison, where, 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 where
was uh na- was naming the people who died after the particle accelerator blew up. Wait, so he's supposed to be dead? No, I'm saying it's one of the things that DC failed, or not DC, the writers, it was, it's a plot hole. They did the same thing with Al Rothstein in season, in season two. That's really weird. I've never noticed, I didn't ever notice that. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, and... Well, go ahead. I like that before. Even though he didn't choose the name Elongated Man, Barry threw out, how about Plastic Man? And I loved <laughs> I loved his reaction to it. That was good. Um, so yeah, I guess we kind of... It's a hard episode to talk about, because there's a lot of good stuff right next to bad stuff. Um, I do... Well, there's, there's so much going on in the episode. Yeah. I, I do like the resolution to the Trejo stuff, how... Cisco's like, stop, or I'll stop you. Because um, Cisco's powerful, yo. He he was yeah. he was protecting the city before Barry came back. So, um, so I like that. Um, so yeah, I don't really have any much else to say. It's a, overall, it's a good episode of the Flash. The comedy isn't too much. It didn't overwhelm the serious bits, um, which is something that we've been worried about earlier on in the season and it, it could still be a problem later on so overall well, they, uh, they uh they sequestered the comedy enough from the the a storyline of wally and what's going on with a elongated man and then they had cisco doing his own thing and they didn't really cross paths until the very end of the episode so it, it just kind of worked out better that way yep I okay still, um are, is it still conf- like, what's like? Is it confirmed that Wally's going to Legends or something? I mean, he said it at the end of last episode <laughs> that Wally is gone now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Wally left. Wally left. He'll he'll be back at various points. Like he has to come back like, every once in a while. Is he pulling a Henry Allen slash Jay Garrick? thing i think it's more of what's going on with thea at the moment like that actor and that actress they want to do other things with their time they want to explore you know other career paths um they've spent enough time on these shows that doing movies or other tv shows is more beneficial at this point so they're looking into that and also you paid attention to kenyan over the summer um I might be mistaken, but I do believe he came out as gay over the summer. So that may have something to do with this. So, I mean, it might, Alan. It might change the kind of roles that he wants to play. He might want to play a gay character on screen now. (laughs) So, yes, it it, it could change things. Um, That could be, like, a thing that he wants to do is to focus on playing characters who reflect who he is. So that's that's always a possibility. but I don't know. And it could just be a personal choice of, I want to take some time off of acting now. So, yeah. who knows? Um, so, yeah, that's that's a thing. Um, any, like, final thoughts on this Flash? So we can sort of uh, let Hunter go, I guess. No, it's pretty good. Pretty yeah, good show. I really enjoyed it. No. 
Okay, we're gonna move into Supergirl and uh, well, say with that, I'm gonna bounce out. Yeah. Um, so uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Yep. Oh, actually, don't don't follow me on Twitter. <laughs> Never mind. No, 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 okay, to... bye. Cosmic <laughs> or Stroke Out Millionaire on Instagram. That's it. Follow me on yep. Instagram. All right. Yep. Peace out, guys. Bye. See ya. Bye. Okay, it's an apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> he. All right. Um. Supergirl, this will be a real interesting conversation between me and Eric and occasional inter interjection interjections. Um Okay, um this was a good episode of Supergirl. Yeah. <laughs> Color me surprised. Again, um like two not, in a row. Yeah, like really good. I'm I'm oftentimes the defender of Supergirl on the show. I have been since we started it seems. Um Whoa, whoa. And what about me? I'm I'm here too. You're usually on my side, but there have been there are times, especially during last season, where it was everybody else against me. <laughs> like everybody else had it at the very bottom, and there were weeks where I had it at the top. So, yeah, it it's usually me on Supergirl's side, usually. Um, but this was a this was a strong episode. Even the rain stuff, which hasn't been the strongest stuff was kind of good. Um, it uh, it worked so well because it was doing something different than having this uh, um, enemy that that Kara couldn't defeat using her superpowers or knew of knew some secret way to weaken her. Like it was it was attacking her beliefs essentially, mm-hmm. and, and it yeah. I know what you mean, and it did, and it kind of did what we've been saying Supergirl should be, which is like, it's kind of like a Twilight Zone, Star Trek, TOS type of thing, where it's it's a morality tale, and yep. it's a and it's like, it's asking you questions about your moral stance on certain things, and what and what position you're gonna take, and it questions whatever position you might have already. Um, you know, I'm someone who's fairly um, straightforward when it comes to things like freedom of speech, and it even like pushed on that button a little bit in a way that was like, okay, okay, I I, I can see that, and the, so it did kind of what we said they should do, and I have to give praise for doing what it was doing what was asked. Um, yeah, yeah, um, and there's a real interesting story that could be told and they I think they did a pretty good job with it. Um I don't quite think the cult leader character whose name slips my mind. Um, Thomas. Thomas, yeah. I don't think he should have turned all the way evil at the end. No. Um, I thought that was a real weird turn. Yeah, I think it should have been one of his followers who went yeah. too far. It should have been one of his followers who like went really crazy. It would have been more interesting if that girl had done it. That yeah that would have been a more interesting twist of sort of she really believes so hard. Um, she believes hard enough to tell her boyfriend to join the church with her the way that she did. Mm-hmm. And we've, so we've seen that and there's, so the idea of her jumping to blowing up an entire stadium doesn't seem that far off. Um, well, I so mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I even think taking it that angle was a misstep to an extent. And I mean, it's a minor one because it still mm-hmm. worked in the greater plot scheme. But 
even just having them like screw something up with this Kryptonian artifact they have and not realize they did and then have have them have to come in and save them, I think would have been a more realistic thing. Because yeah. it it took them from being like, mind you, a religious cult, but still one that was relatively harmless, I guess, with the exception yeah. of, you know, putting themselves in Harold's way to be saved by Supergirl. It just it it took them from being a cult to zealots. Yeah. And, it, and that just didn't work for me. It did take them from a different from two two kinds of religious organizations that are very closely related to each other. The sort of the terrorist element and the just occult. Yeah. Um and they're two very closely related groups that usually what happens is a cult spawns into sort of a terroristy element. But um definitely. Can I just and, say how powerful the them. how powerful the ending of the episode was? The ending's very strong. Yeah. yeah, especially the 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 scene where he's with uh, Jean and his father. Yeah. yeah, that stuff's really good. A lot of the, the ep- this episode, I think, it nails it nails a lot of things. And even though I don't like Ruby as a singer, <laughs> I think she's really bad. Um, <laughs> the song choice was good, and yeah. Alex's reaction. Yes. So, um, yeah. it really like. She nailed it, and the actress who plays Alex, uh, from the very beginning, she's been one of the standouts on this show. Uh, if you were to go back and watch season one, you're watching it for her and Melissa Benoist and how they play against each other and how believable they are as siblings. Um, and that's where some of the best moments in this show come from. And the ending of this episode is not an exception to that at all. Um the way that they act off of each other is it's great. It's it's the show does not deserve performances that are this good um, at all. So well, it's, it's yeah. It's well, something I'm noticing just from from starting to watch these shows week to week. Like Supergirl is quickly becoming like the emotional core of the CW shows because they're the ones who are handling it really well and putting out great performances from the actors they have to, Mm -hmm. to show these aspects of this, of this superhero world. Cause like with, with all the other shows, they don't have the time to do that because they have all these other things that they're trying to tell you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Supergirl's always, always done that flash when it does it well, it, does it just as well i think it um, was the emotional okay. core mainly in season one and two or no, yeah mainly mainly one when when it was just arrow and flash though like it was and both shows were very highly emotional but oh no i'm talking about with the stuff between barry and henry yeah that's in season one mostly um, there's some of it in season two, but not as much. Henry is barely in season two, actually, comparatively. But it's the stuff with Barry trying to find his mom's killer in season one and that stuff. Um, that That is something to jump back to Flash for just a moment. Um, they cleared uh, his board uh, where he was investigating his mom's murder. So that was a nice little moment. But So back to Supergirl real quick. Um, 
But yeah, uh, the emotional stuff is really good in Supergirl. And this episode nails it so hard in so many moments. Uh, Eric, I don't know if you... Do you have a rough idea of the pilot of Supergirl? Um, No, not really. So that airplane opening is from the pilot. Okay, Um, no, I I knew about that. I knew about that, yeah. So yeah, and that's... And that that was that was a very strong moment. And for a second, I was like, "What's going on here? What's with this airplane stuff?" And I was like, "Oh shoot, that's that's the beginning of the show. That's how the show opened." Um, and the way that they show that, and I, for a second, I thought, "Is this going to be cheesy? Is this going to be overdone?" But the way that he shot, that the whoever directed this episode, the way that they directed the other religions that are represented on that plane. It, I thought it was very well done, and it was very, like, okay, it's obvious who these religions are, who these people are, what they are representing, and it's not um, insensitive in the way that they're showing them. It's very respectful of those different cultures. It was um, caricatures. Yes. And it and it just it showed them very well, and it showed that they all sort of depend on their faith in this crisis, in this moment where they all think they're going to die, and I... I just love the way that they use that, and that's how he starts this cult, is he sees Supergirl out on the wing. Yeah. And it gets called back later on, and he says, do you really think that somebody who's looked into the eyes of God wouldn't be able to recognize them? Um, yeah, yeah. Lines like that are, are are just great, and that's yeah, that's a really strong moment in this episode um, that I, like I really the, loved. I like well, the that... ending with, or not the end-end, Oh yeah, with him in the with prison. Kovo. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like how he he's how he says or how he pretty much said like promises he won't say anything. Yeah, that was nice. Um and I like him he sort of has his own like little mission that he's going to put himself on like I'm going to help you get back to trusting yourself. Um, yeah, your purity of purpose. Mm-hmm. What I, I like that. I like this character who really believes that he's doing the right thing, and objectively, without sort of the <laughs> blowing up a, a Kryptonian pillar, um, he's not all bad. He is a good guy. He, yeah. He's just misguided, and I yeah. and I like that. Yeah, uh, he's doing the right things for the wrong reasons. Yeah, and and I really like that this wasn't. There's an alien, and the, the alien's mad. Exactly, or this this woman who runs a Wiccan shop is going to electrocute you. Yeah, like that was that that was nice. That was really nice. Um, yeah. Well, I was I was pleasantly surprised at how good a role uh, or how good a performance Chad Lowe put in. Like, because the yeah. minute I saw him, I was like, oh no, oh no! <laughs> but he did a great job. Yeah, like and the being the thing? lesser of the Low Brothers is is <laughs> probably not exactly the best. Thing Chad Lowe is directing resume. episode seven. Oh, of, of this season! Wow, that's yeah. a, maybe. Do you think he's in that episode a little bit? If he's like a, <laughs> if he's like a constant thread throughout the season, I I'm not against that. He no, I'm not like, against it at all. I really liked his character in this episode, so that would be interesting if like. If she constantly goes back and like she has discussions with him and is like, I don't know how I feel about this. Like he's like he's like her objective person who's going to 
give her encouragement, probably, you know. Yeah. He's he's gonna have a positive thing to say, but Possibly he did say his mission is to help. Is called Wake Up. Wow, okay, this could be and he's not in the trailer for next episode, so that's interesting. Next They're kinda ep- hiding episode him. five is directed by Kevin Smith. Oh. Oh okay. yeah, that's right. This is episode four. So if he comes back in seven, that's that's great. Um oh god. And there's... I have nothing against the Kevin Smith episodes, but I always think that they're meh. <laughs> I think they're kind not of not as good as his Flash episodes. Are they? Yeah. Uh, are they very pandery towards the comic fans? No, they're just like no, no. There's he... nothing special about them. He just directs them. Uh, he does has no creative. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. But they're never like I feel like people put hype on things where it doesn't belong. He has said himself, I'm just directing the episodes the way that they direct them. I'm not coming in and messing up the formula in any way. Okay. And I feel like there's always like a thing of like, I won't name any names, but people who are posting like, I'm so excited for Kevin Smith to bring his style to The Flash again. It's like, Does Kevin Smith really have a style? I mean, in his movies, but not not as a TV director, so... That always bothers me just a little bit. Um, I mean, he yeah. directed one of the best episodes ever of The Flash. Right. And that's... I think you'd put that on the script in mo- in all of those cases where it has worked. Um, so I don't know. We'll see about that. Um, but yeah, Supergirl... What exactly happened at the end the... of the episode? In this episode? Yeah, with... With the uh, Rain character? Or at least well, who's going to oh. become Rain? Uh, that was... No, no, I'm talking about uh, the hand on the the hand, the hand on, the... on the window. Yeah, or on the mirror. I don't know what happened with that. Um... No, no, it was like underground. Oh, so that oh, was like that. a oh. was that so that's... like a, a flashback? No, so that's a Kryptonian ship. That it's only in the first episode of the season for like a split second. Yeah, they, um, didn't they show it near the end of the first episode? Yeah. Uh, like, it was it, after the uh, the torpedoes or whatever hit a few times. And they yeah. And it, it was, like, unearthed. And something to do with this pillar at the end of this episode, because they do, like, a little flashback 22 hours earlier um, of that, like, thing of the obelisk, like, blowing up. Yeah. Inside the Earth's core, I'm guessing. I don't know how deep <laughs> well, down that is. That was something that uh, bothered me initially when uh, you see when you see Car there and she drilling the hole uh-huh. with her vision. I'm guessing with her X-ray vision, does she have X-ray vision? Have they established that? Yeah, she um, does. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. That she knew, like, okay, there's no important wiring or pipes below this area, so I can just blast a yeah. hole down to the center of the earth. I mean, it is a, it is a stadium. I don't know how deep stadium um, what what foundations are, um, but I think you can imagine that they're pretty deep. So she might not have had to worry about that. I don't know. Sure. Um, well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it would be interesting if they were like, well, some power went out, but otherwise everything's fine. Yeah, like the. Um, the... Eastern part of the city lost all its power after this strange explosion last night. We don't know why. Yeah, but um, but hey, she's Supergirl. She probably yeah. helped. Um, but yeah, that was uh, but um, I think what happened. 
the obelisk, uh, it reactivated that ship, I guess. Um, and the yeah, I thought it was the explosion is what uh, because it was not yeah. close to the area where that was, or at least somewhat yeah. somewhat uh, able to transfer through the bedrock or whatever. And the vibrations just set everything off. Yeah, something, so, some sort of signal went out, and I guess yeah. it reactivated the I, I assume cryopods. I assume Something that's what along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it looked like liquid of some sort, so cryopod is probably the best way to put it. Yeah, and uh, my my big guess is that they are followers of Rain, that they were sent on their ship to escort Rain's ship that uh, showed up in the Season 2 finale um, at the very end, the sort of setup for next season. Um, but yeah, that was... That was interesting. I think that's just we're gonna have Kryptonians walking around for the next however many episodes. So new Kryptonians, I guess. Kryptonian monks, I guess. Um, yeah. So um, I I think we've basically covered this episode. Unless there's something I'm forgetting. No, I mean I I. I think we pretty much covered it. It was all positive, really, for me. Like, I, I can't think of a single thing during the episode that I disliked. Like, even the inclusion of the... Was that the Jeff Buckley version of Hallelujah playing at the end? I think it might have been. Yeah, like, normally I cringe when I hear that because it is one of the most overused songs for for Anything? dramatic purposes. Yeah, <laughs> But it, yeah. it worked. It worked in the, at the last scene. So I was, I was completely fine. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I can't think of anything that I didn't like from this episode, really. Um, maybe some of the effects with the fire stuff wasn't the best, but that's yeah. You know, fire's the trickiest thing to do. Um, you know, watch uh, one of Connor's favorite movies, uh, Lawnmower Man, to uh, get confirmation <laughs> of that. Um, uh, so yeah, like I, on yeah. that note, I will say um, the after the probe exploded. And and uh, and Kara's steps, which I can't remember her character's name, um, pushes Chad Lowe down to the ground. Like, mm-hmm. yes, the fire didn't hit him in the face, but fire does emit heat all around it. And if it's yeah. that hot, it's probably going to give him like third degree burns all over his face. You're like a lot of not them looking like Nick Rory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Speaking of they should at Rory. least have a tan. Um, yeah, well, that brilliant segue, Alan. I think that uh, we will segue to the leg- Legends of Tomorrow again. I said this in the chat. This wasn't a bad episode. This was a very good week. This is one of the more consistent weeks, and so far this season, I'm seeing consistency in all the shows that is appreciated. Um, but Legends is not. It's not what it was last season. Last season, I think, is like the gold standard. But this had, is a good episode. The Legion of Doom. Yeah, they had a very compelling, immediately interesting group of bad guys for that. Oh, wow. and, I, that's kind of crazy. I didn't realize they had the Legion of Doom the last season. I definitely need to check it out then. Well, yeah. technically, it was a th- a, for, at first a two-man Legion of Doom, then three-man, then a four-man. <laughs> yeah, it became four-man a one now. No, it became four man like episode sixteen because I'm including Evil Rip um, in that. But uh, yeah, that was that was interesting. That was that helped last season having very strong villains. 
mm-hmm. who, if you've been watching any of the CW shows, you have like an established history with these characters. So it helped make the show just immediately more interesting. Whereas we still don't know who this main villain for this season is. Um, we and the only any hints at who it could be. Yeah, like they've said a name, which apparently isn't in the comics. Like nobody really knows who this character is. <coughs> um, it does feel like a thing where, oh, once we know who this really is, everybody's gonna know, and that's why they're keeping it secret. Oh, so they're pulling a um, flash. Kind of. I I do I do get that feeling a little bit. Um, oh, sort of. I don't want I don't I don't want to go back to flash right now. But right. we got a nice um nice season three flashback. Yeah, yeah, we did. We got two season three flashbacks to one of the better episodes and Babatar. <laughs> um, um but yeah we got um who is that character? The guy from with the David Dismerchant or whatever. Uh, I can't remember the character. He was like a wizard type character. He's from like the 45th century or whatever. But um, he showed up. Abracadabra. Yeah. Yes, Abracadabra. Okay. He was. He's one of the better episodes from that crap pile. <coughs> but um, yeah, that was that was interesting. Um, but yeah, they they're doing a good job with this legend episode. Um, lots of callbacks to the crossover. Um. Which, Eric, you can watch the crossovers without, like, knowing any of the season-long arcs, really. Um, So you can just, like, go back and start with Flash. uh, I want to say it's episode 11. It should just be called Invasion. Flash episode Uh, 8, Arrow episode 8, Legends episode, I think, 6 or 7. Yeah, and they'll just all be called Invasion. So you shouldn't be able to... You shouldn't be confused by anything. Um, The Arrow episode... Is ten is also their hundredth episode, so they're oh, kind wow. of doing that kind of thing of like celebrating past characters. So that one might be a little bit confusing, and, but it's you know, still... I can I can read Wikipedia or articles about the episode while I'm watching, so it'll clear right. things up. Yeah, yeah, but um, otherwise you can watch all the flashback or all the crossovers that they've done out of context without needing to know anything. They That's really cool. like drop the season-long plot during those usually. Um, well, except for the first one. The first... The, you mean, like, the the two crossovers that weren't really a two-parter? There was, like, a Flash crossover... I'm talking about, I'm talking about Flash versus Arrow. Yeah, that was two different crossovers, though, remember? Yeah. So, so it was one night of the Flash, <laughs> and then Arrow showed up, and then the next episode was Arrow, and then the Flash showed up. And as far as we know, they say it in the show, like, a couple days had passed. <laughs> so instead of writing one long episode, they just wrote two separate episodes that take place virtually at the same time. Um, they didn't know what the crossovers were at the time. <laughs> they hadn't figured it out. Um, so it's it's a little bit weird. Um, but yeah, the first official crossover where like it's a part one part two you can watch that on its own too it's um i don't know what that one's called either but that one's like a it's basically a legends backdoor pilot kind of okay cool uh so yeah uh, that's the thing you can do um but yeah this was a good episode um 
I do think they went overboard. I mean, I think we should start with the bad one on this one. They went overboard with the E.T. stuff and with yeah. the Steven Spielberg oh. stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and definitely. Even, you could say Stranger Things stuff. Um, <laughs> but um, that that got a little boring, a little irritating at some points. Well, was it, uh, am I remembering correctly, was this episode also where they made a reference to Die Hard? Or was that in another episode this week? I don't remember. I do because I, do. I watched I watched all the episodes back to back today, and yeah. I remember somebody saying like I've got the machine gun now. And... Oh yeah, no, that's that's Cisco. He's okay. like, I've got you trapped now or something. Ho ho ho. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. But, but I just there were there were a couple different '80s references, and I mean, mind you, I, I'm sure that's that's part of the course for a lot of these shows that they'll throw yeah. in things like that here and there. But it just it struck me as really funny that there were very blatant ones in Legends today, or this on this particular mm-hmm. episode, and then the other episodes of these shows I watched this week. There were a few others that I noticed. Anyways, can I yeah, say one of my they f- make a lot of them. <laughs> one of my favorite bits, or from one of my favorite things in the episode. Sure. Is that is that the like right at the beginning? The trust fall. Is it, yeah, that was good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> and how uh, Mick remarks that when they, when they, um, like when they find when they fix the whole whatever is going on with Ray, he's going to kill him again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna kill him again. Um, God, I love I, I love Mick so much. Um, yeah, but yeah, Mick has some great moments in this episode. Um, I love it. He's like, I'm proud of you, haircut. Um, that was <laughs> that was good. That was. It's like <laughs> I would never steal or whatever. Um, and I love. There are some good bits with young Ray. <laughs> Those were my friends. And how young Ray was waving goodbye to them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Goodbye. It's see so, you later. I, I, I can't believe this kid still thinks we're friends. Um, that was so good. It actually uh, made me feel really bad for Ray. Yeah, kind of. Like, oh, this explains so much. So much of how Ray acts in various episodes. Um, but this is a really good episode for Ray and, like, developing him as a character. Yeah. Um. We got a lot of, yeah, like I said, callbacks. The horn rim glasses guy uh, throughout this episode is a character from the flashback who has been tracking these aliens since who knows when. Um, and he's sort of like a... Yeah, he was from the crossover. Yeah, and there's like a moment where he's fighting with um, Diggle's wife over, uh, not seniority, but um, jurisdiction or whatever. Um, okay. And he's kind of like a minor human antagonist for a good episode or so um and 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 i I don't remember i don't remember the crossover that well i haven't seen it since we aired so if you got something you know uh kara mentioned oh yeah about the deo on her and they start one in antarctica oh yeah yeah, and that's that's where the agent the agent or the old guy the guy is going to be sent Oh yeah, that was good. Um, they also make a joke about uh, how Brandon Routh is Superman, which is uh, one of the highlights of the crossover. Um, he's like, uh, "Wow, Supergirl really looks like my cousin." Um, <laughs> nice. 
Uh, yeah, that was good. Um, but uh, yeah. So this is a, I, it's yeah, this is a weird mixed bag of an episode. Like, I like Nate really being a horn dog, but it doesn't make sense because there's nothing to set that up in his character. Yeah. Um, like he suddenly become like a character from Porky's. <laughs> yeah, he totally did. Um, but I'm like, he's really good at it though, so I don't know how to I don't know how to feel about this. Well, just... that's basically the character he played in uh, the movie College. Oh wow! Just when they uh, they were showing all of them and where they were at in the '80s when they were watching Young Ray, how he was the one who was dressed like Biff Tannen and polishing a uh, a DeLorean. I thought that was pretty yeah. great. That was good. That's good. I didn't really notice now, this that. This is a time yeah. machine. Yeah, yeah, that's he good. Was totally wearing Biff's uh, jumpsuit that he or whatever the, the tracksuit he was wearing when he was polishing uh, the car after Marty came back to the future. Wow. When, uh, when Biff was his like his slave, for lack of a better term. So, so I no, liked no, that, no, no, it was but when, I didn't like the bicycle. It was when Biff, <laughs> no, the bicycle it was when Biff was worked for. Um, yeah. For Marty's dad. Yeah. Yeah, that was was good. Like, it's the kind of stuff that you have to point out to me later. I'm like, okay, that's good. I like that. It it was subtle, and it was was not a giant... Subtle subtle might not be the word for it, being that it was a DeLorean. (laughs) Well, subtle subtle compared to... (laughs) Subtle to them doing the Amblin logo. Like to them having an alien in a backpack in the front of a bicycle that's flying. Yeah, gotcha. And like, like okay. Also, that effect shot. I, I know I'm making fun of it, and I'm very against it. Pretty, it's a good good effect shot. It was well done. Yeah, it looked for, very good for a TV was, show. Yeah, it looked great. It's very good looking. Uh, I did like Ray being in the being in the Amblin logo as well. That was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That aside, though. Why? Why do we need this? I, yeah. In the same yeah. way, we didn't need George Lucas to be in an episode in season two, and we didn't need a bad actor doing a bad impression of George Lucas. Um, no, uh, you mean with the worst beard of all time? Yeah, that was real bad. Um, certain times they go a little bit overboard with some of their references, and I think this is an episode where that kind of happens, and they it's just too packed full of jokes and in and in bits and it's like we get it the writers of these shows they're all nerds ha 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 we're we're all having fun here but it's like you don't need to show us your nerd card every week you don't you don't need to slather it on that hard guys yeah yeah like we get it we're already here exactly we're watching, we're watching the flash yeah, we're watching a show about superheroes on the CW. Like that's, uh-huh. I think, I think you've already got your audience. So yeah, you gave your heroes in this show a ship that looks like the Millennium Falcon. If you squint oh, it, oh Jesus, yeah. <laughs> like you don't need to, you don't need to do this. Um, well, it's more like the Evan Hawk. I know, but I'm Close just saying, enough. like, if you squinted at that, it's the Millennium Falcon. Um, yeah. it's it very much is. Um. But yeah, I guess the part that we haven't really talked about is um, the stuff with Martin, um, which okay, I, I get why I get it. Um, I don't know why he didn't just tell them that he wanted to see his son or his grandson. 
uh, I think we all would have understood that. Uh, I don't think you needed to hide anything, anybody. But I, I get it. It's like it's a way to manufacture drama. It's a way to give Mick and um, Jacks scenes to shoot um, and lines to read, <laughs> uh, so you don't have to write another side plot for anybody else or come up with something different. Um, you know, maybe manufacture some other sort of thing that may keep them. You know, maybe they have to work with Martin to solve some sort of. Singularity that blocks them from leaving, you know, something. Anything, anything, anything better than figuring out why Yeah. Other than extrapolation. The thing is, I was very angry work during this that 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 whole plot. Yeah. Not because of the episode. It's because I was playing Resident Evil Four on my Xbox, and I was in the water room. And oh god! I kept I was dying and dying and dying. Kept shooting whatever her faces in the face. Why did I pick video game playing co-host? I don't know. I have no (laughs) idea. Because um yeah um because three fifths of us do a podcast about video games. I know, and I picked all. I picked all three of you. I could have said no. I don't want to be part of this, but I said yes. So, uh, um, but yeah, I don't know. Over, this is a again. This was a strong week overall. So I can't say like this episode is terrible. Um, no, I, okay. I can't so say that. Connor said something in the uh, in the show chat. Mm-hmm. The the Ronnie thing. Yeah, but is that is his name really Ronnie? Yes, and I. So I get why it would make you cry at first if you really like the Ronnie character as displayed in Flash season one, um, and a little bit of season two. Um, not much though. And a little and a, and a, like a very pinch in season three. Yes, that's right. Um, and I got should have been still so angry. Yeah, it should have been fucking Savitar. Um, I, I, I stand by that. That would have been the better twist. Um, but um, yeah, he. The problem is, and I get why you could make the argument, but they haven't shown us on screen. Um, this is a character that Martin's grand, that not Martin's granddaughter, that Martin's daughter had. His daughter had this baby. As far as we know, and unless I missed something in Legend Season 2, as far as we know, she had no interaction with Ronnie or Caitlin um, from Flash Season 1. The Ronnie character has no connection to her as a person. Um, Alan, unless you remember something that I don't, because I don't remember them ever even, you know, establishing that they worked together. You know, she didn't say that she worked at Star Labs. Because Martin didn't work at Star Labs. Martin worked somewhere else. And he visited Star Labs and he became Firestone by accident. Um, and again, his daughter didn't work at Star Labs either, which would change how his plot you know, causes him to become Firestorm in the first iteration of Firestorm on the show. So there's no connection between those characters and there's no reason that character should be named Ronnie. 
and because his only importance is to Martin, and Martin convincing his daughter that a man she's never met, his namesake, <laughs> should be her son's namesake, makes no sense. Um, it yeah, would be like when you put it that way, yeah. It would be like if if Eric had a another child, um, and he named it after his you know father-in-law's best friend um (laughs) no uh who he has no connection with like it it would make no sense right yeah no no that's that makes that i mean what you're saying makes sense that it wouldn't make sense you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah but i get it i mean it makes it makes less sense than ben solo um yeah somehow um (laughs) um but yeah like i don't i didn't I didn't get that. I mean, initially I was like, oh, that's a nice choice. And then the logic started to kick in, and I was like, wow, that was that that doesn't work. Um, yeah. And is this the other show where cigars show up? Because there were two shows yes. with cigars. Yeah. Yes. Um, I was, I was going to point that out. But and yeah, Nick offered. Also because of a baby. Yeah, Nick offered a cigar, and Mark, Nick was like, and here's to you, little man. <laughs> He's a. Little man. I love it. No. I also love the uh, when they were going to the, where the, the wave rider was parked. And yeah, they, they this a note. Yeah, be back soon. Yeah, yeah. Or borrow the wave rider. The wave rider will be back soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I, also, on another note, maybe the baby should have been named Martin. <laughs> um, because something that they might be setting up is maybe the baby is gonna take Martin's place. Um. Because time travel, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Well, because at the um, at the end, Jack asks Ray to find a, if he can find a yeah. way to split Firestorm. I was yeah. just having visions of a baby and Jacks combining to make Firestorm. <laughs> so good. <laughs> a baby with a. <laughs> and any way you want to go at it, ghost it would baby. Be good. <laughs> well, if we go by the rules as established so far. The younger body is the host body usually. <laughs> Um, so I, so I it, love this, the the image in my head of a baby in that costume. Yeah, so good. Yes. A baby with the firestorm costume would be the best. Um, yes. but the opposite is Jax is just riding around with his firestorm powers, and he just hears baby voices all he, around. He, yeah, he just hears incoherent baby babble the whole time. Or crying. It's just like fart noises and like. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Uh, that would be that would be hilarious. And he just starts to go crazy a little bit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I hope that's not what happens. And they find like a, a future version of Martin, um, maybe from the twenty forty nine or twenty forty two storyline that we've already seen, yeah. um, or some sort of other resistance version of uh, this new Ronnie. Um, I mean, twenty forty six. Yeah, that was well. Which one was it? It was because there's one episode in 2046, and there's one in 42, um, and one of them we visited this season. So, well, um, so Ronnie apparently he was a character, or at least he was one half of the Firestorm Matrix in prior seasons of Legends. Correct. Yes. Um, no, in no, no. The season of Flash. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. We so... had, they killed off Ronnie in season two. 
was he uh was he reluctant to be firestorm or was he totally into it he was well, um, he didn't want it at first okay yeah okay uh, at first there was this whole thing where he first shows up as well very very early on there's like this myth that people keep talking about of like a man who's on fire walking mm-hmm. around central city um and nobody knows who that is and it's this thing where caitlin finds out that it's ronnie but the thing is that they don't have complete control so every single time that she comes up to him it's martin's mind and it's martin okay. like like get away from me you know or whatever and mm-hmm. I, you know don't don't come after me again and stuff like that and then Mid-season finale, and I guess I'll spoil this for you. Um, Barry fights Eobard Thawne during the mm-hmm. Christmas episode sort of thing that they did. Um, and he is getting his ass handed to him. Um, mm-hmm. And he, he loses that fight. Like, decidedly, he loses that fight. And the only reason that he survives is because Ronnie shows up and kicks Eobard's ass. He just throws, um, a, throws a firebomb at him. and just Yeah. And basically what just, I do in Dark Souls. Yeah, and it kind of incapacitates him and he has to run away um, because he just can't keep fighting him, I guess. Um, so, yeah, that's sort of how that shakes up. And I don't remember if they help fix him from then on or if he disappears again. Um, no, but then... I asked uh, about Ronnie being reluctant was because I know in the comics, at least, when uh, Ronnie and I'm not sure if the, new, the newer version of Firestorm was, I know it was a, a young black man with his girlfriend uh-huh. But the Ronnie character, who is one of the original members or part of the Firestorm Matrix, along with uh, the the older professor, um, he was very reluctant to do it again. So yeah. that's why I was curious about the whole, like, well, if Ronnie wasn't reluctant, I wonder if they will bring a future Ronnie in and he will be super reluctant. Maybe. That well, would be interesting. They, they do, like, fix him, kind of, and they mm-hmm. separate them. And they they sort of come to a point where they're able to, like, choose to unite with each other um and they they kind of leave for a little while because i think they, they go to have Pittsburgh. to go on the run yeah they do um okay. from but, Isling. yeah and then they come back at some point they come um, back at about episode 22 23 yeah yeah they come back to help uh deal with eobard um but it's yeah, actually sort it's of... actually martin that is the end of eobard yeah, 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 he is. Um, and that's an that's an interesting thing that happens. Uh, and what? But the thing, the the main difference with the comics, comic version of Ronnie, is that he's more like J- J- Jax. And if you if you remember season one when Caitlin was looking into fires the Firestorm project, she met with Jason Rush. He's who Ronnie is mainly based on. Okay. Like he's huh. Ronnie was was it was it was a um what's the term for an athlete I, in high school? I don't remember. He's like a but I, I know what you mean. Um we're getting deep into Firestorm more. Yeah. Not intentional. Um but yeah. Back to like, yeah, um yeah, this episode it's, it's mostly good. I guess, yeah. like, again, a little overdoing it on some of the references. I did like the Mominator joke. That was yeah. really good. That um, wasn't bad, yeah. Yeah, um, again, I do like, ultimately, I like Nate being a Porky's character and him 
<laughs> and I like his joke. He's like, and now I have to go clean my mouth out forever. <laughs> and no, like, now I have to go brush why? my teeth forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then at the very end, he's like, you made out with my mom? Well, I didn't. <laughs> that was great. Um, t- Technically, I didn't make out with your mom. But yeah, that was that was very good. I made um, out with the Dominator and I liked it. <laughs> well, <laughs> the thing is, like, they just spent what, two episodes, three episodes of him being all heartbroken and lovelorn over Vixen being gone. Now she's back, and they're kind of reestablishing a relationship of some sort. Right. And then they have him do this in this episode. It's really weird. Yeah. (laughs) She has to be, like, the female character who's like, (sighs) really? Yeah. Really? You're the horny guy in every movie? Um, Like, and her her exasperation gets really boring at some point. Yeah. Um, so that that was not my favorite thing. Um, and wow, we are at two hours. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Uh, t- time flies. Um, I'm I'm bad at hosting, guys. I'm very That's bad. okay. Uh, one one quick thing. Um, I did like at the very end how everybody showed up in costume, including yeah. Isis in her costume, and she's like, "How do you fight in these things?" And the fact that those two guys that were bullying Ray earlier in the episode were dressed in skeleton costumes, yet another 80s movie reference. Yeah, that was good. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I did like the Prince kid. He was he was the best. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, there's yes. also the a line that has to be in it because it's a Halloween episode. When the Dominator is running, pet is running by. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whoa, nice... Or, whoa, awesome costume. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the I hate I that. hate shit like that. Yeah, I, I don't mind it. I, it it's something, no, I, it's one I've of those seen things. too much of it, and I'm sick of it at this point. Yeah, it, it's like, there's always somebody who hasn't seen that, though. So we got to remember that. Like, yeah. these shows, Legends and Flash especially, they do actually, like, lean young a little bit. Like, kids do watch these sometimes, so... I'm not yeah. surprised that that joke is in there. Yeah. Um, so I guess we got any like final thoughts on Legends. Um, I think we can kind of wrap it up. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, my biggest thing, and it's like I said in the chat earlier, is that I don't think Legends is inherently a bad show. I just, I'm, I'm having a hard time really getting into it because I feel like it's too many plates being spun while all the other shows have the benefit of having just a smaller core cast. Yeah. And they're not trying to show six, seven different people using superpowers at different times in an episode. It's interesting because I think what made last season so strong is the fact that it was a team and that they were focusing on the entire team in a much better way. And the team was stronger compared to the first season where there was there were two actors and just, no two or three, depending on the episode, actors who were not as strong as everybody else, so that mm-hmm. really brought the show down. Um, What's the setup whereas, for um, next episode? Uh, I don't actually remember what the setup for next episode was. Um, yeah. I don't... Because it's being written yeah. by uh, one of the writers of uh, Freak Show? Or the Freak Show episode? Huh. Oh, hmm. that'll be interesting. Yeah, Green, um, Green Godfrey. Hmm. 
Yeah, I like that episode. So I don't. I don't know. Um, it's called Return of the Mac, which just makes me huh. think of Can't Hold Us. Hmm. Interesting. It's weird. I don't ever remember what the next episode of Legends is going to be. I'm always surprised um, when I get there. But um, yeah, this is a overall. I thought this was a good episode. I guess so. I, I think we can kind of. So yeah, let's do plugs now because there was no news this week. No. Um, nothing. There was no Ben Affleck is blah 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 or something it's, like that. Um, it's just although, the continuing horror of finding out people that you might have liked as an actor are actually shitbags. Yeah. Oh yeah, god. With that, that's a different conversation for a different venue. Yeah. Uh, um. So yeah, um, I guess I'll do my plugs first. Um, oh wait, I just looked up. I just looked at a quick promo for next week's episode of Legends. It looks like it's a either a vampire or undead. Episode. Oh, okay, yes, 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 yes. So it's like a, it's they're vampires in Venice almost. Um, although it looks nothing like that episode, but still, um, Doctor Who, yay, came back. <laughs> I. I we need to bring back the Doctor Who references because they're my favorite thing. Um, yeah, so that's the thing. Vampires. I mean, I'm okay with vampires being canon in this universe, so I can't wait. Um, oh, Constantine set photos. That's interesting. Can't wait for that to to play out. Um, oh, yeah, so... and episode 10, Daddy Darkest. <sighs> Okay, um, plugs. Um, uh, my name is Arlen Harrow. Uh, you can go to my Tumblr, which is spacecolumbo.tumblr.com uh, for all kinds of weird thoughts and uh, rebloggings of things and uh, posts about War Horse. So, yeah, go <laughs> over there. Not the, sh- not the movie War Horse. The Denver Airport horse who is blue. Oh, the blue one. Yeah, that's that's where the uh, that's where the Illuminati have their FEMA death camps underneath. <laughs> yes, <the swastika. laughs> yes, that war horse. Were you just uh, talking in a Jesse the Body Ventura voice? It was you really good. Too. <laughs> Don't Jesse the Body. You tell him, McMahon. I've seen a lot of things in my time, but I've never seen any lizard people, David Hick. God damn it. I love Jesse Ventura. Um, oh, God. I love the fact that he's a crazy conspiracy guy now. I could talk like that for hours. It's the best. Um, but, yeah, that Warhorse. Uh, look yeah. for posts about that. Um, so, yeah, uh, go there. And also, fandomzone.wordpress.com. Share it with your friends. Subscribe on the YouTube. Link is there. So, yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Unworthy Mirror. You can follow me on Instagram at Comics Boy, where I post... Only are some com- like comics panels that I that I I like or enjoy. I some, I nice. rarely I rarely post bad ones. Uh, Anything else? Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Video Game Hour on iTunes because. I could, you know, it's kind of an ego boost. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, it's an ego boost. And uh, yeah, 
Well, you okay. deserve it, Alan. You deserve any boost that you get. So, um, I'm not really on many social media aspects other than I'm on Facebook and the Phantom Zone group. Yes. And... Also, thanks to thank you to Eric Dudley who provided provides the theme for this show. Yes, also a group member. So yeah. yeah. Um, um and if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Eric underscore Fedor, F E D O R, and uh you can see me post lots of pictures of my puppy and uh Yeah, I'm enjoying that. Stuff. Such a yeah. such a good puppy. Such a, such he's such puppy. he's such a good doggo. He's such a good doggo. He's gonna be a gigantic doggo eventually. Yes, we or, we don't deserve doggos. No we, we never don't. have no, um, never will. But they, de- but they deserve all of our hugs and loves. Um, yes, they do. All, all of them. All right. Um, the one, so the one is... I'm looking at right now may, looks like he, he's crying. Well, uh, is it, well, you know, he's a puppy. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's he puppies does. for you. He does puppy things. Yep. All right. Uh, this is uh, your Phantom Zone podcast for this week. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody.